Mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, four. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, baby, check, baby, one, check. Check, baby, check, baby, check. It's called the rum shaker. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> and salutations. <laughs> you kinky fucks, welcome back for... Episode 89 of Kicks with Kiki. Are we going to keep that? Yes. We are starting this episode off with a bang. (laughs) Happy Women's History Month. Let's jump right on into it. Okay. I'm here for you keeping it. I don't care, guys. I'm silly. Sometimes you got to be silly. I've had a shitty week. I'm being silly. Yes, as you should. Yes. So this week's S&M, a.k.a. Song and Mood, is going to be Heat Waves by Glass Animal. All right, so I chose that song because one, I'm over winter, two, I'm ready for summer, and three, that's a whole summer vibe. So my Mm -hmm. mood is already in really, really cool nights in New York Mm -hmm. where. It don't smell too pissy, oh, but it's like when you go outside and it's like nine o'clock and it's darkish. Well, it'll be, well, yeah, here no, it's dark, dark by nine. Um, but when it's like dark and then you're doing something on a Saturday night, but it's so cool outside, you can still have on like, you know, shorts, t-shirt, dress, but you don't need a jacket. Like mentally, that's where I am. So all this okay. week, Heat Waves by Glass Animals has been a whole mood because I'm like, you know what? I identify. Absolutely. So that's going to be S&M, a.k.a. Song and Mood of this week is Heat Waves by Glass Animal. Lori. Yes. How is your mood this week? How is, if you could give, you want to do a song and mood? Uh, That is definitely something that. <laughs> I'm shaking the table. That's different. I'm shaking the table. Wait a minute. What's the, what's the song? What's the song? Um. The song that is super sad. What's oh, the God. What's the song? Um, the song that we always joke about? Yes. What does that song mean? Because, <laughs> okay. honestly, that was my mood this week. So, question. Do you want to introduce it? Or you do you want me it. to introduce it? You can introduce it because I don't know the dude's name. Okay. So. <laughs> I know it's called Chamber of Reflection. Yes. So, this week for Lori's S&M, a.k.a. Song and Mood, is going to be Chamber of Reflection by Mac DeMarco. (laughs) Yeah, guys. (laughs) I'm not sure why my my co-pilot is uh, laughing. (laughs) But... Alone again. I guess the alone part is not really the song is called chamber of reflection there was a lot of reflecting this week and it was not a pretty process so that was definitely uh that def that song definitely reflects my thought process and mood this week okay Mm -hmm. and we you know moods fluctuate because we're human so 
Next week, it might be, you know, act up by city girls. Who knows? It just depends on the Next mood. week, I feel like my my Kiss song and mood. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, it's y'all to, missed the whole conversation It's about good to seal. be silly sometimes. <laughs> my song and mood of the summer is going to be Juice by Lizzo. Come on. That's, I'm, I'm just manifesting that yes. because I think that song is so empowering and just like you listen to it and you instantly feel better. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we've gotten our songs and moods out of the way and some fun stuff, uh, let's jump into weekly with Kiki and Lori. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week uh, I went to work. I did work too. was good. <laughs> I went to work. It was not good, but okay. I'm sorry. Uh, last weekend, I went to the opening of Mistress Marley's dungeon called Whips Dungeon here in Brooklyn. I can't give the location because I'm pretty sure that's not something that they're just disclosing to people at will because, you know, safety measures. And you know, solicitors. So I, I get it. Um, but I went this weekend. If you saw my Instagram story, if you see my pictures and videos on Twitter, I posted as much as I could without, you know, exposing people who didn't want to be exposed. Um, there was a blanket statement that was made when we went there. Did everyone consent to being recorded or like filmed? Uh, well, pictures taken of them. If they weren't, they said so. If they were, it was, you know, what it was. So, Everyone, all the videos and pictures that I posted, everybody fully consented to me taking those pictures, me recording those videos. Um, There was one guy who wanted to be spanked, but he didn't want to be filmed. He really didn't want his face shown a lot. He wasn't spanked much. That was his first time ever being spanked. I think like it was honestly his first time being like introduced into the world of BDSM because when I talked to him, Sidebar, shout out to George Cruz. George met me at the dungeon and it was a good time. We got to mix and mingle, talk to each other because it had been a while since I seen George like actually in person. I think the last time was uh, the Officially Street podcast live show in the city like over the summer so shout out to them shout out to you George. He had a great time. I had a great time. It was fun talking to people like-minded individuals who were of the lifestyle um and interested in the lifestyle curious of getting into the lifestyle so it was a it was a fun time but let me tell y'all what I did (laughs) I didn't do anything too crazy so let me just go ahead and say that off top but I was walking around I'm like doing boomerangs and I'm recording taking pictures because she had a wall of dicks and I just tweeted earlier today that I have an obsession with penis, not everybody's penis, but penis as like an entity, like of a, you know, I am definitely pro penis. Yes. Um, which is completely the opposite of this episode mm-hmm. this week. But anyway, um, so the guy I'm doing a boomerang and I'm recording and the guy was like, if you want to try anything in this room, like, let me know. I'm totally down. And I was like, I'm going to take you up on that. And then we were just talking. He was like, so you want to try anything? And I was like, Sure. Y'all know me. Fuck it. (laughs) So we're walking back into the main area where they have this contraption that automatically puts you on all fours, but you're not on the floor. So he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to get spanked. (laughs) 
and I met him when I was first walking up, and there was another dominatrix there. Um, I will shout her out because she has a really gorgeous name. And I just want to make sure I have her name correct before I, like, say I don't want to say it incorrectly. Um, her name was Adeja, and she was a dominatrix. She showed me some of, like, her content and everything. Yes, that type of dom. I loved her. But I was like, I want to get spanked. And she was like, can I do it too? And they're, like, both wanting to spank me. I'm like, sure. So I get into the contraption, and the guy... Like, I'm on all fours. I have on, like, my clothes and everything. I had on, like, leather leggings and, like, a sheer top and my bra. So I'm bent over, and he straps in my legs, and then he straps in my arms. But then he brings out, like, a, it's like a, almost like a handcuff situation, but it was, like, furry. And he bounds my wrist. So I'm enjoying having a grand old time. I'm bent over, and he's like, he's going to start. And I'm like, are you ready? He's like, are you ready? I'm like, I'm ready. So then he starts, like, he has a whip. So, not a whip, I'm sorry, he has a flogger. So he's flogging me, doing all the motions, you know, like the, the turn back and forth of, of the wrist motions. She's whipping me. They both have, like, the floggers. Whipping I'm, you simultaneously. Yes. And I'm having a okay. grand old time. Like, she was assigned to the right cheek. He had the left cheek. Assignment. <laughs> so they were standing behind you, like, all right, bet. So... You it's get like, the left pow. one, yep. I get the right one, and we're going to do like a pity pat, like yep. pity pat, pity pat. And that's what they were doing, okay. and I was enjoying it. So okay. I was perfectly fine. I was having a ball. Let me tell y'all what shook me a little bit, because I never had this happen before. So, of course, I'm in this contraption, and I will post a picture of the contraption next week so you guys get an idea. And he's using, like, the flogger, and he's, like, whipping me, and I'm just enjoying it. But he does something with the whip in reverse where it goes up my cooch and to my waist. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the feeling threw me off because I had never like I'm used to being like spanked or whipped on like my butt, never going up to anything. So, I was like, so, oh, it was so, like a little jerk. So wait, the the so you say he was still doing with the flogger or did you say with the whip? This was with the flogger. So the the pieces were going in between yes so it was like he he like swiped up almost swipe up like he like whipped up and instead of hitting my cheeks he hit between my legs and it like it was a little shock because i was like oh so you got the cooch uh spanked as well a little bit but you know i still had on pants and everything so then and my leather leggings i don't love leggings yeah you feel everything so you feel like i was feeling all the sting of the leggings and everything so then like they're rubbing my butt asking me if I'm okay I'm telling him I'm good and he asked me like he comes to me and he whispers he's like do you mind if I pull your pants down and I was like you know I don't mind fine and mind you like I'm one of the first people there so everybody missed me getting spanked I saw everybody else get spanked so <laughs> that was that was how the night started well it was a quick night but that was how the evening started for me so he pulls my leggings like halfway down. So the only thing that's exposed is really like my ass. Like you can't really see my thighs because of the position that I was in on the contraption. I got to figure out what the name of this thing is. Cause I and want what one. kind of underwear did you have on? I had on black lacy underwear, not lacy underwear, black uh, silk underwear. 
Okay, but so like, the underwear I mean, the were style, fitting. the style. They were just plain like, like bikinis. Okay. I didn't have boy shorts. Yeah, I typically wear boy shorts, but because of the leggings, I was like, let me just wear like a bikini. Okay. So I had on the bikini, and the bikini he pulled those down too. Oh, so, so yeah, it was, so it's it my whole ass. It just it was, <laughs> it was just hams out. Got it. Got Exposed. it. Um, and he's like, she's rubbing my ass, and he's rubbing my ass, and I'm like, this is nice. So then he goes and not he, living. <laughs> then he goes and he gets a ball gag. And this man, mind you, complete stranger to me, does not know me at all. Um, he isn't really on social media. I know he's on Fet Life, so I can't. I don't want to give out his information because he might not want all of his information out. But like, he was younger. He was twenty six. Uh, he was in a relationship. He was poly into kink. Um, gave very like strong switch vibes, but. He was cool. So he gets the gag and he puts the gag in my mouth and like the feeling of glee. I was so excited because I hadn't been gagged glee. Just utmost glee. I hadn't been gagged in so long. So I'm like literally doing like a little wiggle in the contraption because I'm excited. (laughs) All righty. And then he like, he did such a good job. This is how you know that he's definitely a part of like heavily into like play and like play scenes and things because then he's like rubbing me. He's like, okay, I'm going to use this. So he's flogging me with the flogger. I'm having a grand old time. She's flogging me. And then they start adding other things to like the spanking session. So there's a paddle. I swear he was using like these little mini canes because I know what that feeling feels like. So, like, he's telling me every time he's, like, even uh, the dominatrix, she was amazing as well. And she was just, like, I'm going to use this now. I'm going to use this now. And he's, like, I'm going to use this. So, the thing that got me was the paddle. They are going hard with this paddle. And they're alternating. So, one cheek is getting paddle, and then he's spanking me with his hand. And then, or either he's flogging me, and she's using her hand. So, it was, like, a mixture of, like, I'm getting all these things at once. And I think he used this mini cane, but the first one broke. So then he just started kind of like tapping down my leg, like down my thigh. And I was like, oh, and I'm ticklish. Like, so I don't like being, you know, tickled. I will, I will tickle. I don't want to be tickled. So I was like, oh, okay. I almost fell out of that thing. But it was really, really fun. Like it was the spanking, it was the flogging, it was uh, the riding crop, it was the hand, it was the cane. Like having all of that, and it's been a very, very long time since I've had any type of play to that degree. Even if it wasn't long and it wasn't as intense as what I'm used to, it was really, really fun. Like I genuinely had a good time. And after everything was over, like, you know, they were rubbing me and asking me if I was okay. I told them I was good. I pulled up my panties. I pulled up my leggings. And I was struggling to sit down for the rest of the night. I know. (laughs) Wait, I got to tell you what happened when I came home. (laughs) So, so I'm at the party, you know, I'm talking to George, like, Mixing, mingling with other dominatrices. Again, shout out to Mistress Marley and Goddess Rue for opening a black dungeon, the first black woman-owned dungeon in the city of New York. I stand. I can't wait to go back for parties and events, possibly have a live show there, just throwing that out there. But it was amazing. So I'm sitting, just, you know, conversing and mingling and getting to know people, networking, and it was a good time. 
they were doing a two-part party. So there was like the opening, the day party, and then there was going to be um, a CF and uh, M party, which is a closed clothed female nude male party afterwards and like all these men who were in submissive position like are you staying are you staying i'm like i am not <laughs> uh maybe next go around i'll definitely stay but for the most part i was like no i'm no i'm here for the day party here to support and then i'm out so i get home i show Lori my ass <laughs> Like it just bent over. Yeah, and she didn't even say. She didn't even say, Lori, do you want to see my ass?" <laughs> just like, and, girl, and I ass. believe that I was still working. So I was at my desk, uh, talking to people, and I'm, I think I must have been at a point where I like wasn't on the phone, but was waiting for a call. So she just comes up to me and just bends over, um, <laughs> and and I'm like, "Oh, well, hey, hey, Kiki's ass," <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a little pink. It some was. pink, some pink bruising. And the next day, like I, I sent it to some. Oh, I sent it to this guy. I feel like I sent it the next day, and it was like still peak red and bruised. Yeah. So it was heavy, like it was dark red and pink. But to the masochists out there, you know how you really like your bruises, and you want them to bruise, bruise because you know you had fun, and that's the point of impact play, especially if you're a fan. So I remember telling him, like, he was asking me, like, something. I was like, I had to walk my dog, and my ass hurts. Because the next day, I'm not going to lie, I did sit on the couch on my stomach with ice pack on my ass. But it was it was a little stinging, a little pain the next day. And I sent him the picture to show him, and he is not into impact play. Pain, so mental notes, sir. But, <laughs> but, Alrighty. Yes. But it was, you know, it was a good experience. Um, I definitely really need to start going to play parties more because that part of like my life that I haven't had in a really long time I miss it um I haven't really been involved with a sadistic dumb in a really long time not to like my degree of sadism so I haven't experienced like the deep bruising remember the bruising Yes. We lived in. That's the type that of bruising was, I want. That was traumatic. And I didn't see that in live <laughs> color, but it was, the pictures were very disturbing. Yeah, that was, that was pretty, that was some pretty gruesome bruising. But the, the, like the session itself was fun. And I, again, I know Impact Play is not for everybody. What is this play called? Impact. Impact. So play. anything like spanking, okay. belts, you know, whatever items you use to like have force like not force but like cause impact to someone i guess or force to someone like i like it it's one of my um my favorite kinks so i'm hoping this year definitely putting it out there in the universe that 2022 is absolutely going to be the year that i get the opportunity to play more and have more sex and all the things all the things go you know a little bit towards the dominant side of things like i look forward to doing all of that in the year 2022 all right okay (laughs) that was an interesting story i don't y'all know i don't really have a lot of stories that i really have like and it really sucks because i wish i would have started this podcast earlier so you all could have got a lot of my experiences in real time like me telling this story that just happened a week ago like me being able to tell y'all a story of like a threesome I had the night after it happened. Like, I hate that I don't get to do that anymore. And I'm hoping 
because I would like to create more content. Not, you know, guys, don't don't get that confused with OnlyFans, but I would like to have more stories for the sake of being able to share it as content, not me doing things for content, but like me just living life. And then it just happens to be something I can share as a content creator. So we are going to jump into this week's episode. So for episode 89, almost close to 100, I'm excited. I decided to reach out to listeners, friends, followers, whatever you want to identify as on my social media. And I asked for the ladies, since it is Women's History Month, to give me their best, their worst, their horrible, or their blissful girl-on-girl story. So I was lucky enough that this week I got, I want to say maybe six stories. Let me check just to be on the safe side. I got six stories that I am going to let the women share themselves. I'm sorry, I got five stories that... One I will be sharing and four women have, you know, volunteered to share the story themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and get the reading one out of the way first. And then, you know, me and Lori being women. Okay. And, you know, full disclosure, Lori is not into women. Let her go ahead and. Um, No, I'm, I'm heterosexual. Yes. Um, but I mean, she's still course. a part of the story, like not the story, but she's a part of this episode because she is a woman. This is Women's History Month, yes. Women's History Month, mm-hmm. and you know I'm excited. Absolutely. Listen, so I asked women to give me their best good, bad, or ugly story with the woman. So we're gonna start with the first one. Um, she sent it to me as if you hear my dog cough in the background, I apologize. He's old. Um, but he's beautiful. But she she emailed me the story and asked me if I could read it. So everybody is going to remain anonymous, obviously, because I don't want to put anybody's business out there. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. So this one says, oh, yes, girl on girl. One of my best and weirdest girl on girl experiences was with an older woman I met on Craigslist. Who girl? <laughs> now, don't come for me. That was a time to be alive. I posted an ad looking for a woman to fuck. We emailed back and forth, exchanged pictures and STD records. She was beautiful and didn't look as young as AJ. Shout out to the badass Jones herself, AJ. But she is a very young, she was a very young looking 50. High five. She comes to my house again. I'm wildin'. Yes, you are, sis. We chat and I crack open a bottle of wine and she kissed me. Fast forward to the fucking. She describes herself as somewhat of a pillow princess, and that didn't bother me because I'm pretty aggressive with women, and I enjoy eating pussy and making a woman come. Shake my pussy. It was underwhelming, so I figured, fuck it. I'll eat her pussy and get myself off at the same time. I thought it would end up being a quickie and she would leave, but then I tasted her. This lady probably had the best tasting pussy I've ever had, and I guess it showed because she came like eight times, and I don't know how long because i felt like i fucked her for hours there wasn't any way hmm? goals goals listen there wasn't any way this woman didn't let me fuck her she was open she asked me she was so open she damn near asked me to fist her the more open she got the more curious of how many more times i could make her come 
I didn't have toys yet, so this was all manual and oral fucking. I got tired, but not tired enough to stop, so I had her on my face and told her to ride. She was being shy, so I would playfully pinch pinch and spank her ass to make her more comfortable. But once she got there, she went to fuck she went the fuck to work and squirted all over me, from my lips to my titties. It was the first time I had ever made a woman squirt and being like twenty six. I guess she felt like I didn't want her to touch me because I was pleasing her for so long. She asked me how she could make me come. I told her to stick her tongue out and rolled her face like I was a contestant in the Kentucky Derby. We had a brief trip attempt, but it was short lived. And she said I emptied her out. I haven't thought about her in years. (laughs) To God be the glory. Baby. So... First and foremost, I just want to say that I want that, but like with a man, (laughs) (laughs) the, her story is very spot on to women. This again, this episode is not about men folk. So please do not take me as bashing men. When I say this, I am not, I just want to say that again. Let me reiterate. I am not bashing men by saying this, but when it comes to, girl on girl sex you cannot compete where you don't compare granted as a bisexual woman I see it from both avenues I have had sex with men had sex with women but the duration and longevity of sex with the woman is unmatched it's just not physically biologically capable with the man Mm -hmm. because you all do have your refractory period where you you have to take a break you came you've conquered (laughs) she just scared my dog he jumped like the fuck but like you know you need you need a few minutes to build back up we don't need that just go ahead and tell y'all women can literally fuck for six hours and never miss a beat pure exhaustion is typically what stops women from having sex with women. And I can't speak for every woman who's had sex with a woman, but to the women I've been involved with and how we could just go for hours and there is literally no stopping. It's just on top of pleasure, on top of pleasure, on top of pleasure. We don't stop because we have to. We stop because our bodies eventually tap out and we don't have an option. So I thought this was a good story and it it kind of like, it kind of spoke to me a little bit like it kind of hit home because I'm like I can identify I did say that I would share two of my first like two of my girl on girl stories in detail and we can just jump right back into that again we still have four other voice notes so these ladies are going to share their own stories and I'm going to share my story one of my stories now and I'm going to share another one closer to the end so My first story is about my first time with a woman. I remember it was April. Remember the month, y'all. That's how pivotal this was to my life at this moment. But it It was was, your first, you said it was your first time. It was my very first time ever being with a woman ever. Okay. And I feel like I told this story, but not in detail, or I told it on somebody else's podcast. Um, I'm almost certain it was somebody else's show. So I was 19, like a few months out from turning 20. So it was 2007. Um, I was a junior or a senior? I was a junior in college. And it was right around the time. I feel like it might have been spring break. 
So it really wasn't anybody at school like that because spring break niggas like went on trips and did things that I still can't figure out how broke college students do to this day. I had a job. So I got permission to stay on campus for spring break because although college was out of school for spring break, I worked with the school system and they were not out of school because their spring break was the month before. So the girl that I was involved with, um, she was from Washington, D.C. So she didn't go home for spring break because obvious reasons. She was like five, six hours away from home. So it didn't make sense for her to like travel and then have to travel back. Again, we are broke college students. It's not that easy to travel when you live out of state back home during the holidays. Hell, it's not easy to do that now. And I live in New York. It's hard as hell to get to North Carolina. But anyway, so excuse me. So I meet this girl and we hit it off and we're talking and there's a vibe like I my gaydar wasn't as good as it is now back then because I was still trying to figure out my own sexuality so I couldn't really say like I think she's into me it was kind of like let me just gauge and see what happens so we're talking getting to know each other and somehow we get on the conversation like we're texting we're you know we're in the age of texting and this was like an android so ugh, get off green bubbles track phone <laughs> i can't even say his name hey friend hey <laughs> can't say your name sir but hey friend <laughs> Aww. so we're texting and then like somehow we get on the conversation of like never being with a woman always being curious because she was 19 as well we both were juniors in college um and I was like, oh, my God, I've never been in with a woman either. I've always been curious about it. She was like, me too, but I don't know how to approach it. Um, so prior to this time, you guys were just friends. We were just friends. Without she had a boyfriend. The, without then, like, there was no, there was no, like, conversation about how things, the vibe, right? Like, the vibe was there. Like, we would talk, we would flirt. But because we were both, in, like, now looking back at it, like, hindsight, I can see that, it was apparent from the beginning. It was apparent from the beginning, but we both were so nervous because mm -hmm. it was a part of our life, like our sexuality that we were trying to confirm. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, it was something I started battling with at like 16. Like by 16, I was like, I like women. Like I knew very, very, very young. By high school being like almost going into early adulthood I'm like okay yeah this is solidified I do but I never acted on it because I was scared because I didn't know what was going to happen I'm like by 19 like three years later I'm like all right girl fuck it you gonna have to figure it out you're gonna either do this and determine if you like women or you just gonna just wallow in it and I'm have you ever talked to anyone about it before never mm -hmm. okay. uh it was something I didn't even know how to approach my friends with like they still it literally happened under their nose and they still have no idea and well unless they listen to this no they do but they had no idea that it was ha it literally happened when I say feet away from them didn't even know but I'll get to that part so of the story they were in the they were in the room they were in the we had an apartment so everybody had their own room in their own so bathroom. So you experienced your first time in an apartment with other people in the apartment. But and they didn't know what was happening. Nope, because it was like two in the morning. So I'm gonna get there. Okay. I'm gonna get there. Questions. So Go we're ahead. talking and when we get to this conversation of like she's like, Oh, I have a boyfriend, but I've always been curious about girls. I was like, Oh, I just broke up with somebody. I've definitely been curious about women. 
Um, I just been, you know, not really knowing how to go about it and act up on it. So we're talking, I remember like we were in the same school for the university, the social sciences school and excuse me, we're talking and she's like, I think we should, you know, maybe we should try to see if it's something that we're into, see if it's something that we like. And I'm like, you know what? I'm down. So here was the issue. It took us almost a month to get this shit underway because it was always timing. She didn't want to be seen creeping in the middle of the night. She lived in what we used to call the projects of the dormitories. <laughs> I didn't want to walk over there that time of the night. She had a boyfriend, more importantly, so it wasn't easy for me to come to her versus her coming to me. So it would always be like we would get there, one of us would get nervous, and we would be like, okay, let's set it for this date. Like we kept pushing it back. And eventually it all worked out, but it was scary as fuck because it was like, one or two in the morning, she comes in. I'm like, I lived right above like the gate to get into our dorm, uh, like our, just our building. And I could hear her at the gate. And it's like, I can't buzz her in because it's good. Everybody, like, who the fuck is buzzing somebody in at two in the morning? And I feel like I like dropped my student ID because our IDs were hooked to our university dorm. So I feel like I hooked, like dropped it down the window because I was right above it. Right. So that and then she could swipe in. in and she would came in and my room was at the very back of the apartment. So I shared an apartment with five girls. The oh. beauty of this is we were all friends. Everybody had their own bathroom and we literally shared a kitchen and a living room, but it's literally, it's like how you and I just sit on the couch and vibe, same. Okay. Just with four other women. Okay. So it was, everybody was asleep. Um, and I feel like everybody was online too. So like um, two girls were Deltas, two girls were AKAs. So it was a lot going on. And that was a fear because I was like, these bitches going to leave at three in the morning. They're going to see some shit. <laughs> right, right. But it was a smooth, it was a night where we planned where they weren't doing anything and everybody was asleep. Okay. I snuck this girl so fast to my room because I was like, Bitch, it only takes one move for one of my friends to walk out and be like, what's going on here? Okay. So it was a girl whose room was right beside mine. She heard nothing. So wait, in your room, was it just you? Yeah. We, so, okay. yeah, so we had our own room that had a bathroom in the room. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like the only thing we literally shared was a hallway to each room. Okay. Uh, The living room, I can remember this space like it was yesterday. A living room and a bomb-ass kitchen. Okay. So... Everybody, like, we didn't have to share anything ever. Okay. And I had a refrigerator in my room, too. Okay, so go ahead. So, um, she comes in. We're both nervous as fuck. This I'm hoping is, there was alcohol involved. No. We were oh, sober, wow. sober. Because I didn't want anything to skew. I didn't want to be like those, you know, gay when drunk. Like, I didn't want to be one of those girls. I didn't want alcohol to be the reason why I'm like, it would have helped, again, looking back. Yeah. It would have helped a little liquid courage, but... Both of us were really trying to stand in this like ten toes down. So it was come like, come on, come on, come on, lesbian warriors. <laughs> come on. So I was like, let's not alter. Like I don't want to be high, but like I just got so high and I love girl. No, I wanted okay. to be sober and I focused. Get it. Like bitch, I want you for you. Now she's not a bitch, but y'all know what I mean. Yes. Like I want you for you. So we're just sitting there. It's like my bed we were just trying, we were so paranoid that somebody was gonna find out it was the closetedness for me but, but i put my mattress on the floor we didn't want them to hear anything because i mean 
first of all, I'm in a dorm, HBCU dorm. Walls is paper thin. I'm talking like notebook, family dollar notebook paper thin. Okay. So you can hear every movement. So if somebody's fucking or creaking the bed's moving, you can hear it. Okay. And everybody can hear it. Okay. So we put my mattress on the floor. I had a full-size bed, y'all. This was the luxury of dorm rooms because y'all know them twin beds are ghetto. But we put it on the floor, and we just, like, started, like, touching. It was really sensual. Like, we were scared, so we were just, like, touching each other because she'd never touched another woman's boobs. I'd never touched a woman's boobs. And... I'm getting such a visual right now. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but we're, like, we're touching each other and rubbing and kissing and somehow I don't know how I think I'm very aggressive when it comes to women I feel like I took her pants off Mm -hmm. and like I'm just like kissing her something she had the perfect set of titties like they were like small but super perky like where they almost perked up Mm -hmm. I was like you suck she was um, she was she was 19 she was 19. Okay. Yes. She was 19. And she was one of those girls, y'all, black people, black, my black women, y'all know, we know certain shapes. She was one of those girls that had like the kind of small boobs, but was thick as fuck. Like she mm-hmm. had hips, ass and thighs for days, mm-hmm. no stomach and no boob. Right. We know that shape. We've seen it for years. So yes. like I'm touching her. I'm, I, I like booty. So I'm like playing with her butt, like little like bongos and just trying to get her comfortable and then, like, I start fingering her, and I'm like, okay, so this is happening. And we're both, like, scared as fuck, because I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I could do this, but I'm like, I'm just going with the flow. So then I kind of get into a rhythm of things, and, like, I start to eat her cooch, and, like, I'm doing both. And I'm so you having, are definitely the aggressor here. Oh, I'm absolutely the aggressor. Like, mm-hmm. you could ask the women that, I, would, I wish I could interview the women I've had sex with. That would be a bomb-ass episode. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> like to just talk about like our experiences with each other. And I'm going to share another one. Um, and like, we're into it. And like, she came and I, because silently, I, I hope <laughs> she had to, like, I think I remember covering her mouth or like she covered her face with a pillow or something when she was coming. Like we had to be super quiet mm. and in getting her off, it basically got me off. Like, so before she could even really do anything, I came. But. <laughs> okay. So, like, when it's her turn, like, I feel like she bit my thigh and I came. That's how aroused I was. But she, like, we both knew nothing. Like, she was my first experience with, like, a clit that kind of poked out. Not, like, she was, it was still hooded, but it, and it wasn't, like, a huge one where it was noticeable. But it was definitely when she was aroused, it perked and you could feel it and you could see it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like playing with it because it's literally like a button. So it's like right there. And it's like in- instinctual. We knew instantly what to do to get both of us off. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So she got me off. I got her off. And then because we're both still in amazement that this shit even happened. We're just like laying there, like facing each other. Like she was like, yeah, I'm by. I was like, me too. <laughs> and then like uh so we talked afterwards um it never happened again with her because what ended up happening was again she had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. we were still really really good friends um Mm -hmm. after the fact but that semester the end of that semester over the summer she got pregnant oh damn yeah by her boyfriend and she finished out school in dc 
Mm-hmm. So she never came back to school. So what could have been a hell of a ride that's that last year of college mm-hmm. didn't happen because she became a mom. Damn. Yeah. But that was my... Well, well she has a bomb-ass, uh, you know, uh, uh, introduction to... Like, not lesbianism, but like girl on girl. Yes. She did. And um, I don't like, I haven't talked to her in years. Like, it's probably been like maybe almost 10 years since I've talked to her. I think the last time I talked to her, she was still in D.C. I think her daughter was like three, maybe. So it was a while ago. Um, But I hope, you know, that was the thing she definitely needed to solidify her sexuality and that she just flourished and went from there. So it was fun. So that, guys, <laughs> is kind of like a quick version, not a too detailed or graphic version of my first experience with a woman ever. So we're going to jump into the next story. And this story is actually going to be a voice note from a listener who said she wanted to share her story, one of her experiences with a woman. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you guys take a listen Me and Lori will also be listening, and then we shall discuss. So back in college, I was experimenting and trying to figure out if I really liked being with women because I was having some pretty terrible experiences. Like, it was not giving what the girls told me it was going to give. I was waiting to have that, like, awakening feeling after, you know, being with a woman, and I just wasn't getting that. And uh, one day this particular woman, she was like, I think, I think you're not enjoying it because you're not with the right type of woman. And, uh, and that's why, you know, you know, it's not what you're expecting. And what she meant by that was because I had been dealing with a lot of fems and she was a stud. So I was like, you know, I have been wanting to get strapped. Like that's always been like... At the time, that was, like, one of my, like, bucket list things. So I was like, you know, I'll take you up on your offer. And uh, I'm glad that I did. <laughs> because she had this, oh, my gosh, she had this strap. Um, his name was Dallas. It was about nine inches. No, it was definitely nine inches. And it was hella girthy. Mind you, I had only taken maybe seven inches of dick from men. And that was a lot for me. So when she pulled that out, I was like, baby, there's no way. There's no way my vagina can take that. Like, I don't know what other girls you've been dealing with. They might have these indestructible vaginas. But I'm like, my my girl down there, I don't, I don't know. But she was like, don't worry. You got this. I got you. You're going to be good. And so, of course, I trusted her. And she was right. Like, sure enough, I could take that. I took it all. Um, And she was very, like, intentional with how she would fuck. Like, um, for instance, she would, like, massage my labia and, like, the outer parts of my vagina while she, while we would be in missionary. And I'm just saying, if you haven't, done that to a partner or had that done you should try it because i think sometimes we forget that like there's more than just like the vagina opening and the clit like you should really incorporate all parts um and oh my gosh that was around the time the rose it came out and it wasn't popular yet but 
She used to like, oh, oh my gosh. She would put that on my clit while she was fucking me and waterworks. And I don't know what it is. Like, men have done the same thing, but they could never make me squirt. Like, I would have to do it myself. But she she definitely knew what she was doing. Um, But it all, it wasn't all, like, roses and sunshine. I mean, there was something that, I mean, I didn't talk about it then, but I wouldn't say it bothered me, but I definitely realized it was kind of an issue. Um, so I am really big on giving to my partner. Um, I love pleasing and like whenever it would become time for me to do something to her, like give her head, she would say, oh, I'm cold or, you know, like you're not cold in here. And I would always end up giving her head underneath the blanket and you know it was cool at first but it got it was really hot down there like the vagina is like really hot we are giving off all this body heat um but I did it because I knew it would make her happy or how when I would suck on her breasts it's like she wanted to enjoy it but she was like fighting it and uh, it's like I don't know I hate that I'm like no like I want you to like fully just relax and like enjoy this and I wish we had had that that conversation we we'd been intimate for almost eight months um and I just never really brought it up and I, I kind of think about it a lot now that I'm not in that um relationship anymore um but it made me think about how like we have these labels that we um identify as and the community or society kind of gives us this box with this checklist in it and we feel like we have to abide by all those rules instead of just you know doing what we want like and still also you know identifying as that like being a I think a lot of studs um Sometimes they feel like they can't enjoy certain things about them that might make them feminine because um, of what we know a stud to be. But, like, who says that? Like, it's like men enjoy getting their nipples sucked. They love getting their ass ate. And uh, that doesn't make them any less of a man. So why do we allow people to tell us that, you know, enjoy getting our pussy ate or getting our titties sucked on or anything like that makes us less of a stud or like a masculine woman or non-binary or whatever it is that you identify as and I think that we just we just gotta stop you know thinking so much about what people say and kind of clearing like I don't know those thoughts in our subconscious so like hey if there's something you enjoy out there do it (laughs) don't fight it like let it happen and I, I promise that like your sex life will be 10 times better if you kind of just forget about what everyone else will think about it or what standards or um or what people want you to be or say you have to be so yeah thanks girl uh okay that was a great one. And I have never been with um, a stud or a mask presenting woman. So I definitely don't know. I can't identify with that. But it is something that I have heard women 
who are, you know, uh, romantically sexually involved with mask women that it, it is a little bit of a hassle because like she said, the moral of the story is to just let go. Like men are slowly starting to embrace the things that give them pleasure. And I feel like women, mask women, again, non-binary, however you identify, like sex is primal and it's instinct and it's a birthright. Like we, we should just be able to let go and enjoy whatever it is that is giving us pleasure. As long as you are safe, sane and consensual, like there shouldn't be any issues with you getting a pussy ate. There shouldn't be any issues with you like liking your titties sucked. If you are like a mask presenting woman, again, I, this is not my wheelhouse, so I can't tell people how and how not to feel, but I have heard this common story from a few friends in the past and how, they have been involved with studs and it's kind of been a struggle and they wanted so much more and they wanted to give them pleasure because women like to please not all, but a lot of us do. And it's hard. There are people who or just people in general who don't like to please their partner. Pillow princesses. Not saying that they don't like to please, but pillow princesses literally lay on the pillow and do nothing. They lay there. They not that's kind of before a, y'all come for me. Mm, never like, mind. I was going to say something that probably would, don't get me canceled girl because you know it's but twitter's me is 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 that is that okay carry on i'll wait until you finish and then i'll answer it no go ahead so explain to me what a pillow princess does again so like a pillow princess is a person because i don't want to just identify that as a woman is a person i'm going to see if i can find like an actual yes um, please definition but it is typically a woman or a person who likes to receive pleasure like they all they want is pleasure and they don't want to give pleasure so it's typically in the lesbian community a girl so it says pillow princess is a girl in a lesbian relationship who is usually a bottom she likes to receive rather than to give almost willing to stop the scenario when it's time to give i and there I, are some I, that seems very... heterosexual women who are pillow princesses as well. So it's not just a lesbian thing. I just, they just want to receive. Like, they just, want you to fuck them. They want you to give them head. They don't want to give you head. They I don't want to ride really you. that's really kind of... I mean, thank God for editing. I think that's kind of selfish. A little bit. A lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Like, who, so you want to sit there or lay there or bend there or, I don't know, side there, whatever you want to do. And you, you want to, you know, get yours off. You want to be kissed and whatever you want to, you know, do to get pleasure, but you don't want to give it back. And I guess the, you know, in their world, the, their partner would have to be like, like how that, how the, the person who. Right. And she's vocalizing how she wanted to give her pleasure. Right. And, and she didn't want to accept it. Wasn't it wasn't received. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I guess that will work yeah. for someone who is a pillow princess. Absolutely. Because how, they want you to give them head and I leave. just wonder how, I'm like, like, do you know anyone like that? I don't. Okay. Um, I've never been a pillow princess. Uh, I've never even heard any of my friends, um, say like, you know, I really don't like, like. Like, I just want him or her to just give me all the love. Like, fuck no, on me. Love on me. Kind, Let me lay here. Be cute. And nah. Nah. nah no. Like, y'all know I'm like low-key. Like, I'm like a 3% sadist. Like, I'm trying to, no. like, mm-hmm. ruin this man's life low-key. So. Like, there is nothing to me. I mean, of course, I, you know, you know, definitely enjoy sex and, and all all that that entails. Right. And, and, you know, receiving pleasure. But, like, 
that's only 50% of the pleasure in it sex. Is. Like, you know, making your partner moan and, 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 and seeing and feeling their reactions mm-hmm. to what you are doing to them. Like what? There have been times where I've just given head, like, no, just chill. Let me do this. That's one thing. But then it's, uh, the women who don't want to, I just don't understand that. Yeah. thinking. They don't want to give anything at all. Then you have those people. I bet. And I, guarantee you that presents itself in other ways in their lives probably but they well i can't you know what i'm not going to speak on that because i don't know these women's lives but i do know that pillow princesses are a real thing and then you have people because then it's the other end of the spectrum you have people who like pillow princesses and they because they get off on right they get off on strictly like um giving pleasure to their partner and what better than to have a a partner who only wants to receive pleasure Right, right right so i guess it works for some not for all but to those it works for it works for okay all right so we're gonna jump into the next one and we're just gonna let her go again appreciate all the women who have decided to share their stories um we have about two more stories of other women and then i'm gonna share one more story before we get to the last story and then we'll bring this relationship and relationship. We'll bring this episode whew, to a close. Okay, so here's the next story. Hi, Kiki. So I just want to kind of dive into this real quick so it's not a long voice note. My first experience with a woman was actually my boss at, um, at a store that I used to work at. And she had a boyfriend and I just got out of a breakup and we just kind of like hooked up one day and it was a nice little chemistry between the two of us but it kind of ruined our friendship because like all she wanted to do was like be with me and do stuff with me and I'm just like like we're still friends and I just want us to be friends because I didn't want anything serious but it was almost like she kind of got addicted to the feeling of it and wanted to continue to do it all the time and for me I just knew I couldn't settle down with a woman or anything like that because it wasn't my type of thing but long story short like we're still cool we just don't see each other as much and it kind of ended abruptly because I just felt like I didn't want it to be just a sexual thing between the two of us the first time we ever like interacted with each other it was super awkward because I don't even know how it came about we were partying in New York and the next thing I know we end the night and we're kissing and rubbing and groping each other and scissoring each other and it just started from there and it went for about a month or so but long story short I just couldn't get into her like I wanted to or like she wanted me to so I just kind of deaded things quickly with her because it was escalating too fast and I think she wanted more than what I could give her all right now first of all her story at the beginning sounds a lot like my first time she had a boyfriend I was just out of a breakup so it's always it's just always moments um I again I've never experienced that because most of the women that I've been involved with typically were like they enjoyed having sex with women, but they ultimately dated men. So it was kind of like, yeah, girl, we can have fun. We can be friends, love on you, hump, hump, hump. 
but ultimately I'm going to go and have this boyfriend. So I've never experienced that, but I do know that that, that can be common. Um, because some women, you know, it's not all of us are like that. Some women will date men romantically. They will date women romantically. And it seems like that she was one of those women who, where she actually had a thing for you and like was vibing with you and wanted to see if it could go past sex. But again, if that's not, you know, if that's not in your wheelhouse to date women romantically, then it's just never going to happen. And you honestly did right by ending things, but thankfully you're still friends, but you did the right thing by ending things because I couldn't imagine what would have happened and how ugly again with two women. That's why there are a lot of DV charges for lesbian women because shit can really go left really, really fast. And then there's nothing that you'll be able to do about it because shit happened. You're both angry. It's a woman. I can take this bitch. And next minute, you know, you shoved her and you got a charge. Like nobody wants that. So you did the right thing. <laughs> you definitely did the right thing by ending it. But I am glad that you all were able to stay friends moving past it. Do you have any input you'd like to add, madam? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm good <laughs> all right guys see we're doing good I've been I'm trying my best to keep this episode under an hour and 30 minutes um we're gonna jump right back into the next story okay so I am going to share my last story before we get into the final story of one of my friends sharing their woman on woman, girl on girl, whatever you want to call it, experience. So one of my favorite experiences with another woman goes back a few years. Um, It's fuzzy because it's been like such a long time since I um, had did anything with her. So I'm just thinking, um, I lived in North Carolina and it was a woman I met in 2007 who is still one of my closest friends literally to this day so like well over 14 years later um she's like married she has a kid but like when we were in college we met and we this go around (laughs) this wasn't even I'm sorry it wasn't 07 it was 2008 or 2000 either 2008 2009 so it's been about 12 years since I met this woman and um Again, you know, I told y'all my first experience was in 2007. So 2009, that shit is solidified. Like, I am with the shits. Okay. <laughs> like, fully, fully. If there is a woman, um, I am here for it. So um, she and I, like, we became friends, and it became, like, a thing. Like, whenever I was, like, in an area, if I could get away, because I typically wasn't alone when I came to the area. Like, we would try to, like, hang out or, you know, if – we could do anything like anything sexual we would definitely try to so one of my favorite experiences with her was one night she came over and we we pretty much it was no secret to the shit that we were into we knew that we like liked each other or whatever and I think (laughs) you guys had already been together yes so we were already comfortable both of us well aware that we like women Um, and I was living in Raleigh. I think this was like, it's pretty early on. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember dates. Y'all can't remember years, but I was living in Raleigh. So I know it was before living in Charlotte. So it was the first time I lived in Raleigh and 
we were going to dinner. <laughs> we were going to a friend's dinner. And typically how it works with me and this woman is it's very hard for us to focus on anything else but each other when we're in a room, especially alone. So typically we forget that we have plans. We forget because all we really want to do is kind of just like hump on each other. <laughs> I'm looking at Lori's face like, like I want to give you individuals. Well, I haven't said anything, no, but no, yeah, please. I know. <laughs> yes, we 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 have that ship is sailed. Go ahead. So we were supposed to. Well, we we were going to dinner. It wasn't supposed. We ended up going to dinner. Um, she came over like I was getting dressed. She was getting dressed. And I feel like she might have already been kind of dressed. But like, again, every time we are in a space with each other, it's typically like a lot of sexual passion and attraction. So she's in a bathroom and I'm like, just like rubbing on her. She's in a mirror and I'm like, I love, I am a ass woman. I am. I like thick women because, you know, hips and thighs and all those things. So I'm like rubbing on her ass and like, rubbing on her thighs trying to like rub between her legs and she's like we have to go to dinner and I was like well we can be a little late like (laughs) maybe like you know like 45 minutes late no rush you know I'm gonna drive us there and get us there fast so I don't know how it happened but somehow I managed like to get her pants off and like my bathroom I had a bathroom that had kind of like the double door situation so it was like attached to the living space but also attached to my bedroom and somehow I managed to get her on the bed and again I am a giver and I'm the aggressive one typically when it comes to being involved with women so like I'm like pulling down her pants and like I'm in her cooch so we're having sex I'm in her cooch fingering, you know, I know the things that she likes. So I'm doing all the things that she likes. I wanted to pull out some toys, but I knew if I did, that would not go well because we were going to miss literally that whole event. And it was an important like dinner. So like, I feel like we started like 69 and because at this point I'm not even really fully dressed yet because she's at my house and we're going to the dinner. Like we're 69 and like somehow I managed to get a toy in there and we attempt to scissor my hornball ass. <laughs> so like, I'm trying not to be too graphic of like, just trying to give you like a synopsis of the story and how it went. Um, like we're 69 and she comes like I come. And one thing we've always attempted to try, but we always <laughs> failed every time was to scissor. Just something we because first of all she thick as fuck i'm thick as fuck it is that dynamic and trying to get in that position is not easy like do not let the porn fool y'all that is a hard ass position to get in when both of y'all some thick bitches like her thigh is bigger than mine my thigh is not the smallest and we sitting here trying to figure out who gonna be where and how to cross like who's thigh i'm literally like my short ass and she's shorter than me i got my leg up Ma'am, put your leg down, So, I was like, I get it. So, she, her leg stops, like, right here. So, we both, like. Ma'am, they can't see your legs. They can't. But I'll show you. (laughs) So, like, we we attempt to, and I remember, like, I'm on top of her. And we kind of get a groove going. 
but we can't reach each other's like vaginas <laughs> or coochie coochie like we can't reach each other's coochies 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 whatever y'all know i said cooch y'all gotta so. move that inner that inner you know that girl inner, that inner that, that chunk inner right there. there you gotta move it to the side you gotta move it to the Bitch, side we were struggling so we're sitting here like trying to and like we kind of get to the point and let me tell y'all how much of a minute woman i'm so ashamed i am um because you know in porn all the women who scissor are thin thank you or not all. I haven't seen, seen all of the girl and girl porn, but the ones that I have seen, bitch. they're all they're all like kind of thin. some hippie ass, thick ass, like no upper body uh, strength ass women <laughs> trying to lift their asses up and figure out how to maneuver on this fucking bed. So we get in the position and like my cooch is on her thigh and I instantly come. Like it took three seconds. <laughs> That's my three second story. If y'all ever heard me tell. A story where a woman made me come in three seconds. It was because all I did was hump and it was like orgasm. All right. That was it. So that was a good experience because one, it was, it wasn't like, have you ever done cooch on cooch scissoring? Effect. That's what I'm, no. That's what, that was the word. That, that was, was, yes. That was so the closest was, I got. Her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking done. I tried, yo. We tried. Like, and neither one of us, like, we've both been smaller, but for the most was... part, we've always both been hippie, thick-thighed bitches. So it's always been difficult. But I would think from the... Okay, I mean, here's... I'm Okay, never mind. So, like, I came, but, you know, we didn't get... There wasn't no cooch eye. Like, there wasn't cooch on cooch. And it's so frustrating because that's something I really, really, really want to fucking try. But every time I try, it is a failed attempt. The... the okay... Because <laughs> I'm trying to like, really? Because it seems like it's not. It's the dynamic looks super easy. Okay. So, but I guess it wouldn't be comfortable. It's not, and that's right. the thing about scissoring. Like, if so, I'm trying to give her like a demonstration. So, y'all, okay. Say somebody is on the bottom. Boom, legs open. You have to go in between their legs. So you don't. So it's almost like you have to be on top of them like this. Yeah. So it's upper body strength trying to maintain right. and not fall on top of her while trying to move. But at the, the same time, I guess the ones that I've seen that were effective, the girl was okay. So the girl was laying on her back, and the girl who was on top was almost like sitting on her on like, her between her thighs but like one leg okay i get it you, yes right. okay <laughs> but because of that like it was so difficult got it like every time we try and i was so because i'm always like extremely aroused when i'm with a woman um i gotta figure out how to tap into that with men because it don't be like it don't be hitting and giving what it's supposed to give with y'all sometimes but um anyway i mean based on the stories i've heard that's not the case I mean, yeah, no, the arousal is there, but there, like that quick arousal, no man has ever made me come that quick, ever, ever in my entire life, and I don't really believe that no man will. It sounds like you're putting a challenge out. Like there. I'm not putting a challenge out there. I'm just telling y'all what it is. Like I know my life hacks. I know my like the little secrets, and the men who've been involved with me know the secrets to get me where I need to be. That's not something I'm exposing because that's the blueprint. No, you got to earn that. So. It was a failed attempt, so we just kind of went back to, like, I used to love when she sat on my face. Like, that was, like, my favorite thing, because, again, I like hips and booty, and I can squeeze her butt. So we were just, we just had, like, just traditional girl-on-girl sex. We couldn't really scissor. Um, 
she ate me out. I ate her out. She rolled my face. And, like, she was playing with, like, my pussy while I was, like, while she was sitting on my face. And then we were going to really, we kind of caught ourselves getting, like, carried away. So it was like, girl, we have to stop. (laughs) Dinner somewhere cold. Like, girl, we have to stop because if we don't, we are not going to make it to this dinner. So we got it together, like, you know, cleaned up, freshened up, like, showered. And then we went to dinner. And then she went home. Like, I took her home. And then it was, you know, a great night. Like that was because I'm the, assuming no makeup was on at this point, right? Because if it was, it's all off. I don't know. I can't even remember. I might not. That might have been a time I wasn't even really wearing makeup like that. Okay. Because you know that was around the time my skin like acne was like on ten. This was around that time. So this was a while, a while ago. I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was a good. It was an experience because it was kind of like time sensitive. We were like, okay, girl, we're in a rush. Like, let's just see if we can get a quickie in quickies do exist in women with women. I will tell y'all that, but that was not one of them, (laughs) but it was still fun nonetheless. So yeah, that was my, my last story that I'm going to contribute. Like wait till I eventually tell the strapping story. Woo! Women listen, Y'all heard sis on the first uh, voice note when she was telling her story. I had a question about that. So, so women who use strap ones mm-hmm. or I guess just. Cause you don't men? have to be a stud. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Cause uh, I've strapped a woman. Well, no, no, no. I know. No, I know you didn't have to be a stud, but I guess men don't use strap ones cause they already no, have a pain. Okay. Unless, unless, let me put you on game real quick. Unless this man finds a cock ring. That has an extension of, so let me put y'all on game real quick. Uh, If you can find a man who has this, there's a cock ring that has an extender on it, not for the dick, but it's literally like a second penis. So when he's fucking you, You this one can go in your ass. Let me tell y'all, if you are a woman who is, or whatever you identify as, who is into being DP'd, which I am, not with two men, I'm terrified, but I do like stimulation in both places at the same time, bitch, that is it, okay? Because it's literally both are going to be going in and out of you at the same time. I've done it where, um, like, we were in missionary and he was in my ass and I was fucking myself with a dildo, fire. Let me tell you, do it like strapping is amazing and yeah men can't really strap unless they're adding on that like appendage where you'll have like they basically are fucking like they're fucking you with two dicks so that's mm-hmm. the only time like a man can get away with it i guess it, it my is. question was that so people name their dildo their uh, strap ones sis said that dildo was nine inches and named dallas that's what i'm saying i'm like i've never heard that before i believe it yeah that's a mood dallas all right all right shout out to texas (laughs) (laughs) that was good good, so um i gotta tell the strap story one day strapping is whoo and i feel like low-key i kind of want teddy to be here when i tell that story my dog is in the mic say something Nope. I want Teddy to be here when I tell that story because he was there when it was happening. Listen, this girl was some type of witch, witch, wizard, something, warlock with a strap. That's all I'm going to say. All right. 
He's licking me. Can you hear him say hello? And he walks away. Okay, guys. So getting into the last story of the evening. Um, I'm not going to say her name. I honestly feel like the minute you all hear the voice, you're going to know exactly who it is. But her story was, it was an amazing, she's a great storyteller. So it's like Harlequin romance novels for, (laughs) for, for lesbians. Yes. So I'm going to let this last story be. I'm going to let this last story be the one to close out this episode. So you guys take a listen. In the spring of 2017, uh, spring going into summer, May 2017, I took a brief hiatus and decided to go to Texas and uh, visit a friend of mine and stayed out there for three months. While I was out there, um, I met and developed a romantic relationship with a woman who I will just call T. And it's funny how it started off because she was in a relationship. Um, T is, is lesbian, um, not bisexual, uh, identifies as a stud. And at the time when we met, she was in a relationship. I was not looking to be involved with anyone in any way, shape, or form. Um, I wouldn't I say that I identify myself as being sexual. I'm more free and open in terms of whoever I develop feelings for is whoever I develop feelings for. Uh, so the time that she and I met, she was actually in a relationship that was unsatisfying and unfulfilling for her. And I think she had wanted to leave the relationship. She just wasn't sure how to. She didn't wasn't feeling valued. And um a very good friend of hers and i had been friends for several years and i remember seeing t and just being wowed and you know that thing that they say about love at first sight i'm not a big believer in love at first sight um i sometimes think it's more lust at first sight but if i could categorize that as something close to love i probably would because it wasn't like a sexual desire or sexual feeling like i just thought she was absolutely stunning and the energy that she radiated was just like it made me nervous and when i saw her i got goosebumps all down my arms um and i remember she was having a conversation with so my friend that i went and stayed with in texas there was a business negotiation that was going on between the two of them and I sat at the table and I remember just staring and at one point she looked up and our eyes connected and I just remember feeling like my skin was on fire and the way that she smiled at me oh my goodness um and so you know the meeting was finished uh I couldn't stop thinking about her I knew that it was inappropriate because I knew that she was in a relationship with someone but she just stayed on my mind um as luck would have it A week later, uh, we were all at an event together in Florida. And I remember asking our mutual friend about her. And our mutual friend said to me, yeah, she asked about you. And I was like, what? Completely stunned because it just never occurred to me. And she's like, oh, you should know that she also broke up with her girlfriend. I was like, well, I'm sad, you know, saddened by that. You know, an end of a relationship is never a nice thing. But our mutual friend said, no, it was something that was long time coming. So don't feel bad about it. So that evening, of course, you know, at the events, um, you know, T was there and we got to talking and we got to flirting. Uh, At the end of the night, we all went back to somebody's room and we were having drinks and she and I sat very close to one another, just talking into the wee small hours of the morning. 
Um, you know, I remember she was sitting across from me and stretching her neck. I offered to give her a neck rub. Whew, and that just, it was passionate. It was sensual. Um, you know, she uh, walked me to my room. I asked her if I could kiss her. We ended up in the hallway by the elevator kissing for like a good half an hour. Um, you know, so at the time when I was in, in Texas, I, I was in Houston. She was in San Antonio. The following week, she drove out to Texas to, sorry, to Houston and spent the weekend with us. Um, and, you know, it, it was the beginning of a courting process. And we dated. We went on dates. We went for walks. You know, we kissed. We held hands. Like, we were very public with our affection. And nobody thought that it was really strange. Although, the you know, my friend that I was staying with, I don't think she was quite aware. She's a much older woman. So I don't think she was quite aware of what was going on. But I think she kind of thought about it but didn't really ask. Um, and so one of the in-depth conversations that T and I had was because she was a stud, she was always on the giving end of intimacy, never on the receiving end. Um, and so I had decided that at whatever point we were going to be intimate, that I didn't want her to be the giver. I wanted her to be the receiver. And there was a weekend where, um, again, she had come down and she rented a hotel room and I went to visit her at the hotel and she went to go take a shower and I asked if I could come in and watch her. And I realized that it made her a little bit nervous, but she agreed. And I watched her through the glass shower, mesmerized by this woman's physique, mesmerized by the water trickling down her skin, just mesmerized by her. And when she got out of the shower, I asked if I could towel her down, towel dry her. And she agreed. And I semi-dried her because I wanted her to come to the bed so I could lay her down and dry her properly. <laughs> and she agreed to that as well. And, you know, it was one of those things I think it was strange for her because as far as intimacy, I never really, I, I don't want to say I never allowed her to touch me because I don't want it to sound some type of way, but I wanted her to understand that, you know, in, in this uh, experience between us, I wanted her passion, I wanted her pleasure, I wanted her desires to be the focus, and I had no issue with that. And I remember asking her to lay down on the bed, on the towel, and I proceeded to touch her and dry her and kiss her and caress her and please her. And I made love to her. And that is a term that I do not use loosely or lightly because it's something that I generally don't say. But my intention was to make love to her body from top to bottom, side to side, not missing an inch so that she would feel loved, so that she would feel so she would feel the type of passion that she was so used to giving. And <laughs> it was a beautiful experience. Um, it was a long experience. It was a very wet and encapsulating experience. Um, the way that I made her orgasm on my tongue repeatedly by touching her, licking, sucking, kissing, and caressing her. I enjoyed the experience thoroughly in such a way that I didn't even need her to touch me in return. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a control thing. It wasn't um, a dominance thing. Like my desire was to please her. And in pleasing her, I was sati satiated. And we talked about the experience after, and she said that never in all her years, when she had confirmed with herself that she was a lesbian woman and that she was a stud, never in all her years had she given herself to someone in the way in which she gave herself to me and never had she been pleased by anyone in the way in which I took time, care, 
energy and space to please her and to focus on her. Um, and we had a really emotional moment while we were while we were talking about the experience because it wasn't something that she'd ever had. The expectation, because she's a stud, was that she would always wear the strap. She would always be boss. She would always be, um, you know, masculine presenting and, and the, the male forward. Um, and on some, some level, that was sad for me because, you know, as women, I feel like as it stands, we don't receive pleasure enough in the ways that we need, desire, and want it. And to know that you were with a woman who didn't understand that and really didn't care saddened me. Um, and on, and so in that regard, on a selfish level, I was happy that I was able to do that for her. But it really wasn't about that. It was just about my desire to please her and the level of love that I had for her. Um, so we maintained our relationship for the three months that I was in Texas and we saw each other regularly. Um, and I can honestly say in that entire time, there was no reciprocity, but it wasn't something that I needed. Pleasing her pleased me in a way that in this exact moment, I'm, I'm having difficulty explaining, but it was enough for me to love her. It was enough for me to please her. It was enough for me to care for her. Um, the unfortunate thing is when I, when I went back home, it was difficult for us to maintain our long distance relationship. And because of the business that I do, um, she started more so kind of, I don't want to say fangirling, but it, it's the dynamic became a little weird between us. Um, and so unfortunately our relationship didn't sustain or didn't last, but I can say, um, to this day, I do still love her. We do still communicate, but it was probably, um, one of the best experiences I've had, in my life and definitely um, the most amazing three months that I've had. Um, loving her opened up a part of me that I had long locked off and being able to um, intimately experience someone so freely was just an amazing experience for me. Um, and one of the best experiences I've ever had. So that is my piece. That is my share. I hope you all enjoy. Wow. Woo. <laughs> That was Ooh. just an amazing story and phenomenal storytelling. Like, just, I am just, I, I mean, I've had great sex. I've yes. had sex and I've enjoyed it and I have no complaints, but I really hope that before I leave this earth, that I experience something like that with a man, um, you know, <laughs> happy women's history, month. you know, because <laughs> happy, listen, I'm a no, woman, I'm you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a woman, so this is this. You know, yes. I'm just saying that I definitely want it. Like she's talking about something that goes beyond sex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like I, I want to experience like that ethereal sex, that that spiritual where it's almost like an awakening because the sex, and it's not just like the actual physical, like the act of sex itself. It's just because I am so in tune and enamored with this man that or woman but this man ultimately this man that every time we literally like have sex it opens up like a spiritual realm i also think there there needs to be a relationship with self too because in order to express something like that you have to be free within yourself you have as to be well tapped and you and you have to like you know what yourself. i mean like that's just really what she's talking about is really kind of like for lack of a better word biblical yeah like, literally like that like go ahead girl that was a teach cool all race. of us yes first of all 
I'm gonna I'm gonna message you, girl, because you put me on like some game that I plan to use in the future. You about to towel dry so, somebody, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Go and get that towel. Get to get to the <laughs> like you. That's all. I believe that right there. Let me get these we, expensive ass towels. This is all about women this month. I'm not. We're not talking about the men folk. Well, no, we're not. We, uh, no, listen. but I'm just saying like. There's there's a little detail that she mentioned in there that I'm just like, mm, what? Can't see the blueprint. I can't give the. Bl- I'll tell you oh, after. Okay. But that is going to conclude episode 89. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the ladies that have decided to submit their piece, their stories, their videos. I mean, their videos, their audio. I genuinely appreciate it. Uh, I do have an email, however, it is from a male counterpart and because this episode is about women for women we're gonna i'm gonna see you next i'm gonna see you next in the next two weeks bro i promise because that email i 100 percent identify with so guys i can't wait to read that for y'all because maybe you should have a follow-up show where it's just you know people talking about amazing sexual oh i absolutely will okay. yeah it's not mm-hmm. gonna be like i'm not gonna just stop at like girl on girl like i want I'm, i want to do an episode where i eventually get to everyone girl on girl guy on guy hetero uh trans like whomever you love and whomever you're having sex with i want to know your story so we're definitely going to do that in the future near future but for now Thank you, ladies. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kings with Kiki Podcast, as well as Twitter at Kings with Kiki. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, like they did their audio, you can email me. It's Kings with Kiki at gmail.com. Lori, do you want to report or no. you know, add? Or mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, plug anything. All right, guys. So that is going to end episode 89. Again, thanks for listening. I will see you all in two weeks. And as always, I'm your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, peace.